just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson. Hope you're doing well. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what summer's been like for you guys, but in Texas it was hot. We had the second hottest summer on record, uh, I heard, just a couple days ago. And I believe it. And I remember the hottest one, at least I think it was the hottest one on record back in 1980. But, I mean, it was, it was tough. We made it. We, our grid didn't go down. Um, we didn't have any major disruptions, which is great. It's better than the cold we had a couple of years ago where half of us didn't have power. We were on rolling power, didn't have water for a while. Uh, and, and I tell you what, you go through an experience like that or maybe a, a natural disaster. Of course, we have... We have tornadoes here. Um, my daughter lives in a place that had wildfires last year. Uh, anybody lives on a coast, you know about hurricanes on the east coast, earthquakes on the west coast. When you hit a thing like that, <laughs> you usually find out how unprepared you are. So here's my question. Uh, when it comes to the storms of life, are you prepared? Because the reality is, as my pastor of 19 years like like to say if you're not in a storm you're probably coming out of a storm or going into a storm if we can prepare for the storms in life when we're not in them we're much better off in the storm now if you're in that storm you need a little help and there ain't no shame in saying that because <laughs> we can't ride this thing out alone you know so we're going to talk about that today and uh, the author of a book that was based on his sermon series is called In the Eye of the Storm, and the author of that is my guest, the senior pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church in uh, Liberty, North Carolina, Andy Clapp. And so what has he learned uh, personally and in helping others through the storms, and what can you learn that will help you through the storm you're either in right now or that you're going to go through? So appreciate you being here. Chat is open. If you haven't liked, followed, subscribed, uh, what's the other one? Shared. Do that now. Uh, and uh, I think you'll get some benefit from today's conversation. Andy, great to have you on Life Today Live. Hey, Randy, thanks for having me today. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. So, you know, when we, when we introduce a topic like this, the obvious question, which usually has some depth, is why would you decide of all the books that you want to put your energy into you're going to do one on the storms of life why did you decide this is the topic god wanted you to write on it started with a sermon series like you mentioned a minute ago it started with a sermon series at church and i remember uh vividly uh, one sunday and and it it was it was a god moment uh as as the shepherd of a flock god will just get you to a place sometimes and say, look around you and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget that Sunday morning. Uh, we were in another series working on, you know, going through another series and we were singing it is well with my soul. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget that moment because I looked around my congregation, Randy, and I was like, is it? Mm. Because over here I had, some folks who were having financial troubles. And then behind them, I had somebody who had just lost a parent. And then, you know, over to the right, there was uh, some others who had children going through some things in school. And, and we had another that had lost um, a child. And, and you're, you're looking at this. And I remember looking at it going, okay, Lord, 
all of these people are going through such different things, you know, and, and your heart's breaking for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Lord, what is the calm in the storm for them? Hmm. What, what, what do we do to speak life to them as the winds are raging and, and, and the, you know, the rains are just pouring in their lives and, and because it's all different types of storms. And I, I remember hearing the Lord vividly say, Jesus, hmm. that, that's the calm in all of it. And we preached that service and we're on the radio here in North Carolina and we started getting feedback and we got feedback from our congregation. We got feedback on Facebook live. We got feedback from our congregation and the Lord just impressed it. You know, this is a book and, and because not only do the people in North Carolina go through these things, everybody's going through one. Yeah. Like I said, if you're not in one, you're either coming out or headed into and yeah. And so that's how that book really got started. I pitched it to a publisher and they were like, yeah, this is exactly uh, what we're looking for because I think right now people need hope. And, and no matter whether you're in the storm or coming out of the storm, everybody's looking for some hope right now. Yeah, no kidding. And you know, as collectively, we just coming out of a long COVID storm, but I, okay. So I want to bring the book up again because yep. that is a hurricane on the it cover is. of the book. Uh, and you're in North Carolina, which means yeah. you know what hurricanes are like. Is that North Carolina uh, coastline? Do you even know? I'm just... I think it is the North Carolina coastline. Yeah, <laughs> kind of looks like it. Uh, now, what what do you what do you learn? What do you see in the literal storms that you've lived through your whole life out there that kind of parallels some of the spiritual and emotional, physical things that people go through? Well, I mean, it's all these storms have different features, just like the storms we have in life have different features. Mm. But collectively, when you look at it, there are truths that can be gained from all of these. I remember one of them that I did was um, Georgia Tech University did a look back at Katrina. Mm. And in their study, they, they studied what had happened to the levee system and all that. And they, they had this entire article that came out about what could have been done. Hmm. And when I was reading that, I thought, you know what, why don't we prepare in advance instead of always looking back at what could have or should have been done? Yeah. Uh, I know personally, Hurricane Fran, I, I was, uh, I wasn't the smartest 19 year old. <laughs> uh, I can just say that, Randy. <laughs> at 19, I was going to college near the coast and this Hurricane Fran was coming and everybody was like, let's ride this thing out. I was like, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, and, and sure enough, we rode that thing out. And I remember that night, cause you know, you're with your buddies and you can't show them what you're really thinking. But I, I started praying. Uh, and I mean, I was praying eyes wide open praying, but I was like, dear Lord, if you get me through my stupid this time, I promise you I will be wiser in the future. Um, but, but that night the doubts, just i mean settled in because you're like i'm not getting through this and then uh once we got through it the next time another you know the next one that came i was nowhere near the coast of north carolina (laughs) i mean i was headed to the mountains if i had to i was like higher ground that's where i'm going because i learned my lesson but all these you know the literal storms every one of them is different but but in that we can see how that's indicative of life 
the storm you face today may not be the same as the storm you face tomorrow, but there is a consistency even in the storms. And that consistency is Jesus Christ. There's some negative consistencies in the storms, too. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and the fact that you do need higher ground uh, in, in a hurricane, you know, uh, you need yep. shelter in a tornado. Uh, I, I've only been through one earthquake, and that that was the weirdest thing ever. So I don't know what you're supposed to I got a door frame or something in an earthquake, but you need some stability and, and yeah. some safety in, in all of those situations. And, and you're right. The same thing's true when we go through stuff in life. So as you... As you walk through these devotionals, because it is a devotional format, um, mm-hmm. what are some of the keys that stand out to you for the storms of life? It's, you know, I heard Micah Tyler, the Christian artist, say at one time, and he was talking about the storms he went through in his life, and I thought it was in, in just remarkable the way he said it. He said that when he was going through it, he transitioned from Lord, why am I going through this to Lord? What are you teaching me through this? Mm-hmm. And it makes it our, our vantage point, our viewpoint different. When we stop saying, why do I have to go through this? And then we, we in turn start looking and saying, okay, Lord, what are you teaching me through this? What are you reminding me through this? How are you bringing me through this? Because a lot of times it's, you know, we come out of the storms much stronger than what we entered into because we, it's so amazing how we kind of set to the side our dependency on God until a storm hits. <laughs> right. But then, man, when that storm hits, we're all about, oh, Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you. And I think for us, and when we go through those storms, we get back to that place of realizing we are utterly dependent on him. Mm-hmm. We are utterly dependent on him. Yeah. Uh, not, no more helpless feeling than being caught, caught in a storm. Um yeah, it, it, it truly can be terrifying. I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was up in Colorado um, and we were hiking in the mountains and it was it was a beautiful day. You know, we could see we could see some storms in the distance, yeah. but they seemed to be quite far away. And literally, my daughter was like, you know, uh oh, I was like, I looked at it, watched the motion of the clouds. I went, no, nah, I think we'll be fine. You know, we, five minutes later, it's hailing on us hailing oh. on us <laughs> we're hiding under trees you know and we're soaked uh but it we're trying to get out of the hail because that can hurt right oh yeah a lot of people i think you know we live in a fallen world yeah you know that there's danger all around us you know um just driving to work in the dallas fort worth area you put your life in your own hands you know uh, but then we seem surprised when things catch us off guard now those i think a lot of times are can be very difficult because people are like, what, you know, what, what did I do something wrong? Did God forget about me? Have yeah. you seen some people in your life that have been really surprised by some things? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, we forget how Jesus concluded the sermon on the Mount, you know, the sermon on the Mount at the end, he said, he basically says there's two types of builders. He said, the wise builder hears his word and acts on it. The, the foolish builder builds his house on the sand. Uh, but what he said was storms were going to come to both. He said that, and, and if you read that, Randy, this is what I found phenomenal because I'm a pastor. I should know these things. I know that. Um, but I never took time to really dig in. You know what I'm saying? We, we know the story. We know the highlight. But I was digging into that verse. If you look, he characterizes the storm exactly the same. 
the 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 verbs that he uses the words that he uses it's the same storm hits both houses mm -hmm. but one stands and one crumbles and you know jesus warned us that we were going to have these things mm -hmm. and if you look throughout the scripture uh all of his followers went through some kind of storm and it's continued for two thousand years since but we've all we all go through them and it, it's we can get caught off guard by it. But if we're planning in advance, I think we've got a sturdier foundation. Yeah. And we stand it. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's where I want to go. I'll show people again the book. It's called In the Eye of the Storm. Um, and what, what, what do you do to, to prepare? How do you build your house on that foundation that when that storm hits, you are going to stand? One of the things is, is truly making time for God before, you know, before it's all you know just roaring down on us so often god's an afterthought until we're at a position we can't handle it on our own mm -hmm. uh and and that's unfortunate so what we do is we begin saying okay i'm going to build up my life now so that it's ready to withstand you know we don't we don't start building a storm shelter in the middle of that storm right. uh, because <laughs> it's not going to happen we build the shelter before the storm hits so that when the storm hits we have a place to take shelter the Bible tells us that the Lord is our refuge, that he is our shelter, that that is where we run to when, you know, these storms happen, but we should already be there. It should already be built up and our foundation should be built up in him prior to it. And I, I heard a great phrase this week. What is your storm theology? <laughs> and I was like, what does that even mean? And the, and the individual was telling me, he said, you see what people really believe about God when a storm hits. True. Because the thing is, is that, you know, normally we're just going through life all is well, but what, what do you believe about God when it really rages? Yeah. And why are we not living that way all the time before it even, you know, before the storms even rise up? I think the more, the more time invested in the foundation, it's just like a house. The more time invested in that foundation, the deeper it goes, the more that house is going to stand. Yeah. 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 Have you noticed over the years that, uh, in places like, you know, Florida, places that get hit by hurricanes, they, they keep changing the building regulations. They're like, yeah, eh, maybe we need to strengthen that one a little more after tragedy strikes, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing. So we, on a practical level, though, what, what do, how do you build your foundation? You know what I mean? I mean, does, does, right. I, I need to pray more. Do I need to read the Bible more. What does that look like to you? I think it's more of understanding who God is. Hmm. And, and truly trusting God. And when, when God gives me a reason to trust him a little bit today, will I trust him a little bit more tomorrow? Yeah. See, most of the time we're taking that for granted. We're, we're just going on with life. But truly trusting him is I'm going to look around me today, Randy, see what he's done. And I'm going to say, okay, God, if I can trust you with that, then I can trust you with the next thing in my life. Right. And the more we take our hands off the control panel, the better off we are because then we're letting God control our lives the way he needs to. It's one thing to say the, that, that Jesus is Lord. It's another thing to let him be Lord. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. One's a phrase, another's a lifestyle. Oh yeah, no, that's good. And you know, I think you're exactly right because if we are building it, it the little, it's the little things it, it's learning to trust God and to even just turn to him even in the mm -hmm. simple things, like the things where you think, yeah, I, I've got this decision. It's not a big decision. I don't need to pray about it, right? 
but that's almost it's almost like this is an opportunity to to practice on something that may not have a, a huge consequence for us but we can get in that rhythm yeah. learn to hear his voice in the small things in the daily things and yeah so when the, when the big ones hit it doesn't feel so foreign to us you know right right and and it becomes too with one of the things i noticed randy and i've noticed this in my own life we put more uh trust in what man tells us to do than what god tells us to do <laughs> and i've noticed that in my own life because honestly when we're going through a storm who do we talk to we talk to other people about it more than we even get on our knees and pray about it yeah. and our best option, which is the Lord, should not be our last option. <laughs> right. We, our best option should be our first option and even preparing before they hit, knowing that they're going to hit. You know, Ecclesiastes 3 is that famous chapter of the seasons of life. There's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, time to uproot. And what's the, what's the Bible teaching us in that? Things change. Yeah. But God remains. Yeah. You know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And those storms are going to pop up. They're going to come in, in different fashions in life and with different uh, force in life. But he's going to remain. Yeah. And, and that should be the first place that we're turning to before the storm even hits. <laughs> you ever been in that situation where you're like, well, the only thing left to do is pray? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you kind of hey. go, oh, maybe I should have started there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely uh, a friend of mine in church uh, a buddy of mine named jeff he can tell when i get stressed out and he'll come up to me and, and he's kind of my guy that keeps me in check and he'll come up to me and he'll go why pray when you can worry <laughs> yeah right he, oh, he, he he's got a point you got a point there <laughs> yeah, yeah. he helps me you know it, it's that little phrase that reminds me wait a minute i'm trying to control what's out of my control yeah a lot of times these storms are out of our control, but who's ultimately in control is the Lord. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you about that though, because I do know people that they are out of the storm. Yeah. Everything's good. Everything's yep. calm. All they're thinking about is the next storm. Yep. That's not healthy either. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because you know, the, the Bible says in, in Philippians, it says rejoice in the Lord. Always again, I say to you, rejoice. And, and we can't live in fear. That's the difference between being fearful of the storms and being faithful in the storms. Mm. They're going to come. And worrying about it today ain't going to stop it from coming tomorrow. <laughs> but being prepared for it gets us through it tomorrow by making the preparation today and knowing that the Lord is the one who's going to get us through it. Yeah, I have also found that a lot of times the best way to, uh, to get through the storm obviously is in the preparation but well you ever know that you, you, i know you got these guys you know the, the old guys that have been around your area forever and when you hear about a, a, a hurricane they're like ah uh, yeah i'll be fine and they are because they yeah. know how to ride out the storm uh -huh. they're not sitting around worrying about the next hurricane because they're they're already ready and they've mm -hmm. got you, you go in their house and you're like, you, you've got this, you know? And it's like, yeah, I, oh yeah, I've taken care of all this. And that, those are the guys that you want to be spiritually. It's like, they're not, they're not dwelling on the storm. They're not afraid of the storm. Uh, and they're definitely not caught unaware. And they're the guys that can help their neighbors out when their neighbors are in a bad position. Yeah. 
and that's why it's important who we align ourselves with. Who's in that inner circle mm. of our lives? Are they people who can give us guidance, give us wisdom? You know, uh, one of the things that, that I have thanked the Lord for immensely is the pastors. Like I had one pastor who was here. He had retired after 40 years mm. and he was in my church. And you want to talk about somebody I just gleaned everything I could <laughs> glean from. It was him He'd been because he had been there. He mm-hmm. had gone through it. He understood it. And, and in humility, this is where humility is important in this too, Randy. We can't, we don't have all the answers. Mm. And sometimes we got to humble ourselves and go to somebody who has and say, you know what, how did you get through that? You know, how, how, how did you, what did you learn from that? And, and I think God puts those people in our path for a reason. So we're not trying to navigate this on our own, on our own logic, because like I said, 19 year old me wasn't the smartest one and 45 year old me ain't a whole lot smarter, just a little more experienced, I guess. But but you find those people and you align with them. Do you think there's ever a time to avoid the storm if, if possible? And I don't mean the hurricanes, obviously, you know, um, but sometimes in life, I think we can get out of the way. You think you ever see that? Oh, absolutely. Because you know what I see a lot of as a pastor, unfortunately, I see this too much. People get wrapped up in somebody else's storm. And that's not what we're called to do. Paul was clear with the Timothy. He said in the final days, people are going to be disobedient and lovers of self rather than lovers of God, lovers of money, all this thing. But if you know what he says at the end of that, avoid it. And, And that's, I mean, even the Bible says, don't get wrapped up in somebody else's carnage because unfortunately, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's just true. Uh, and, and we pray for them and we try to lead them out of this mentality. There's a lot of menta- people with the mentality today, Randy, that they don't know how to live without causing a storm in their lives and in the lives of everybody around them. We all know That's that. not of God. That's not of God. And we don't need to get wrapped up in that. It's okay to tell people that is not, that is not for me to get wrapped up in. Not yeah, not not my storm, not my storm. That's unfortunately true. What's the worst storm, Pastor Andy Claps ever ever been through? Again, not literally. Okay, literally it was Hurricane Fran, but uh, <laughs> worst storm. Um, there's been a few. Uh, one was when my parents uh, divorced. Um, I was in high school, and um, they separated about five or six times in one year. And I would come home and check my, the closet to see if my dad was still living with us. And, um, and for many years, um, that kind of marred my, um, my relationships because I just assumed, uh, people would leave. And then I began to learn more about a God who stays, uh, the God who, was standing there when I walked away and he stood on the horizon waiting for the prodigal to come home. Mm. And, um, that was one. And, and my wife and I, um, when we were trying to start a family, we, we lost two children, uh, back to back. And, and, um, I, I, I wanted so badly to be a father. I mean, that was just a dream of mine. And when we lost both those children, I think, you know, it was, you know, Lord, we're, we're living right. We're not doing anything terrible. We're not bad people. 
you know, uh, why is this happening? And one of the things that happened for us was when, when our first one, when Cheyenne was born, man, did we hold on tighter? I mean, we didn't take it for granted because we had gone through such loss and we lost another one between Cheyenne and Autumn. Uh, and then, you know, my little girl Autumn was born. And then the doctor told us a few years ago, said, I hope you're happy. You can't have any more kids. Y'all are done. And, uh, six months later, we found out we were pregnant with my son. And, uh, and I think for, you know, with those storms, I think God teaches us a truth if we'll pay attention. And for me, it was, I hold on to my kids tight. Uh, I know what, you know, they were miscarriages that we lost those three children, but, uh, I think it taught me Randy to appreciate every minute of it even more. Mm. And the one with my dad, it was more of, I'm thankful that I have a heavenly father who he's never turned away. That raises, I think a real good question, especially the situation with, with your parents. Cause as, as a kid, you know, you're not prepared for that. Uh, and, yeah. and the negative, the negatives that that can leave you with, uh, mm-hmm. both in your view of God and you had learned, you know, that you had a God who stays, but also in the fear of loss that it can create. And then, miscarriages just sort of reinforcing that how do we recover yeah. from the storms i for um, for me i can give you personally for me i dug in deeper and deeper into my faith when when the lord finally got a hold of me hmm. i ran away from it and guess what happened it was just more carnage hmm. you, you there's two choices that we that we have when we're when we're in the aftermath you could say we can either run away or we can cling to. Hmm. And I've lived both. When I ran away, it was just more and more carnage that seemed to rise up. And the Lord got me in December of 98 and got me, you know, got me straightened out. And I found out after that, that the greatest thing you can do when it feels like everything's falling apart is hold on to the one who can hold it together. Hmm. And that's what he did for me. And, uh, that's what I know he can do for everybody else. Yeah. And you know what? I think a lot of people need to hear that. Uh, yeah. and I appreciate you taking the time to put it in a book, but to share it. Um, you're getting some pretty good feedback so far, people that are going through this and it's helping them. Yes, sir. Yeah, we are. And I, I'm so thankful for that. I give the glory to God on that because only he can orchestrate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate you. You mentioned that, uh, you guys do a podcast and Michelle Medlock Adams has been a guest a couple of times recently. In fact, uh, and I want people to know about the podcast that you guys do. And is it available from your website or do they need to go over to Charisma? They need to go to Charisma. Yeah, it's, uh, it's on Charisma. It's called The Seven. Uh, it is seven uh, authors and three of us are pastors uh, as well. And, uh, and we just talk about different issues of the day. Uh, and it's kind of formatted. Uh, it's a unique format, but uh, I, think, I think everyone will enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, good, good conversations, uh, and I appreciate you sharing it with our audience today. Um, is there anything else I missed before? I just want to make sure I give you the, the, the full due. I appreciate what you've shared, by the way. No, thank you so much. I appreciate this. I really do. And and I, if I share anything, it's just our hope is in Jesus, but we got to keep anchored in that hope. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I don't know where you're at out there watching you guys, but if you're in that storm, take take 
some encouragement from today's program. If you know somebody that's there, you might want to share this with them because God can bring us through. We think we're done, <laughs> you know, but we have, we have a God who carries us through. He can quiet the storm. He can carry us through the storm. He can teach us in the storm. Uh, they don't have to crush us. We can overcome. So be encouraged today. We've got a lot more for you, by the way. I've got some great guests lined up. Uh, but hit share, hit follow, subscribe, like if you haven't done that already, and come back. We've got more for you here on Life Today Live. I'll see you again next time. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountain top.